Hum. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Hum! The guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. I don't know why I did it all on playing. That's weird. Yeah. All those things you just said were true, Steve. What do you want to talk about this episode? Uh, you just did this video uh-huh. with Shane from In the Blues, which is super cool. Yeah. Oh, Shane and a few other for, guys. Shane, Shane and, and Shane, Henning. Ran, Shane ran the whole uh, thing. Yeah. And uh, the Tone King's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of guys that or at least one guy who's not in the industry i'm gonna say right now that anyone that wasn't in that video you're dead to me is who we were talking about <laughs> in that video a lot of people so that's a that's a different <laughs> angle i didn't even think about uh we've been getting a lot of questions about like who are you guys talking about spill the tea <laughs> Spill the tea. We want details. Um, but I wanted to talk about the fact that now uh, I, you know, I do, I read a lot of the comments on YouTube. Not mm-hmm. every, you know, not all of them, but I sure. read them when I, I probably check them like a, a couple times a day on a normal day. Steve goes least. through all my replies and checks them for grammar and corrects Basically, them for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't edit YouTube comments. I wish you could. Um I would change so many. It just they'd just be like you'd be like no, and I'd change it like the answer. The response to your question is in the negative. <laughs> um, but I feel like I feel like that that uh, video uh, like invited people to try to find videos that you forgot. <laughs> Or that for whatever reason you right. didn't, I didn't click. I didn't quite say space. things the right and, way. And now I feel like every video we do should just be marked as paid. <laughs> well, that's what I'm moving towards. I mean, this like, is this is coming out after I launched the uh, uh, the video for the the Flama stuff, and I put um, this disclaimer at the beginning that I'm going to start putting on basically everything that just covers right. covers all the bases. I said in the, in the, in blues video that I didn't like hard baking stuff in, but I thought about it after that video I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hard bake it in and I'm going to do it on my own terms and I'm going to make sure it covers everything. No icons, no like, Oh, this one's product provided. This one's sponsored. This right. one's on my own. No, this just covers them all. Just, this just says like, you're watching a channel. Things might happen. Deal with it. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's the direction I'm going so, now. So it's screwy one. Like I think about the podcast and the fact that like, if you drop a paid promotion in here, like how do you know which part is paid promotion? Are we being paid by Craigslist to talk about <laughs> Craigslist ads? Are, are you know, are we going to No, are, here is, it's very obvious. Like who are sponsored. Right, we have are. a sponsor spot and Shane from in the blues gave us $500 to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they were Australian dollars. So they're basically worthless, uh, but, but it's, they're actually made out of kangaroo meat and yeah. they're, they're delicious. I ate all the money he but, paid but me. You can't spend them anywhere. Um, but, it, but it's also weird, like, because it's, it, I think it has kind of become this like hunt down where, and to be fair, like the first bliss factory video you did not. I mean, is it is that paid promotion? It's the pedal that well, you're technically, about is- technically, I because I was looking, I wanted to check the box on it, um, because technically, three out of four products in that video, I was paid to produce content for in other not- videos, and I was provided the product, and technically by various you know local laws wherever you happen to be in the world there's places where like if you receive product that is payment so technically that video contains 
paid promotion well, because so, I was provided with product that is honestly very valuable. So what? So what else is? I, I'm. I just threw that one out there because I'm. I'm looking at one. Right. 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 Um, but I'm assuming were you playing like a either a Fender or a Squire guitar in it? Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't remember what I played. Oh, I might have played the Revelator that yeah. that Josh gave me. Does that one count? That one's not paid. But but the trip that you took to get it was paid. Right. No, it's all so murky, and it's like every every other thing in this room behind me was sourced by some brand right so it's like the fact that you're seeing it on screen means that i should just click that it, thing for so, every single video so I, but then i feel like the reason why i wanted to do the disclaimer at the beginning is because it feels like it's not specific enough people right. just think i'm getting paid for every single video and that's certainly not true yeah you know and so i think the first video somebody uh busted your chops on was actually the k-line video yeah, you put the K-Line video up without and I'm like, and I'm looking at it like I'm like look like some of these pedals are pretty good but I don't think anybody's going out and going like I'm going to buy all 22 of these. No, like, that would be bonkers. Like I need to uh, do some math really quick. On average those are we'll just call them $60 pedals. So 60 times 22. Holy hell, yeah. $1,300 worth yeah. of K-Line pedals. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did get paid. I got paid $1,300 worth of K-Line pedals. Right. Which, but then to turn that into $1,300, I would have to become a K-Line dealership. Just, in order to turn that into $1,300, you just need to get 1.3 million views. <laughs> Exactly. That's never going to happen on that video. I'm actually planning uh, with a lot of the affordable board stuff. I, the, my bins are full. The affordable board bins are full now. Ooh. I need to start moving stuff out of the bins, like getting rid of stuff that I don't think I'll cover again. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together like little boards on pieces of cardboard that are like three or four pedals at a time. Right. And uh, just do eBay auctions and either be like all the money's going back into the show budget or we'll, maybe we'll alternate and like every other one will be like this one's going to charity i don't know right um i i think uh i actually appreciate i appreciate the I, the general idea of like people going through and being like uh hey i know you uh always trying to be up front and here's a video you missed oh sure no, but the thing is, is like so many people are going like the, some of these, I say so many, there's been like three or four. Right. Uh, but it's like, normally we get like maybe one or two of those kinds of comments a month. We've gotten like four. Maybe. I, four feel like it's, I feel like it's a couple yeah. a season maybe. Um, and this is like, you're trying to dupe us. And the, the one today. <laughs> the one uh, today is bonkers. Was, uh, the guy's like, you, you got paid by uh uh game changer to to compare the plasma to a behringer and say it's better and you're like here's the receipts bruh and they're like no you faked it just like you ryan burke personally faked the moon landing <laughs> and you ryan burke personally killed jfk <laughs> And you're the Zodiac killer. Now that guy is either like very intentionally like doing a troll 
or I I feel a little sad for him that he he's clearly unhinged in some sort of yeah. way. If you seriously, we we between the two of us, we probably read every single comment. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, if you, you make a comment, one of us sees it. Uh, so if you find a video that uh you think might have some paid promo and it's not marked as such, like just leave the comment. Like, hey, was this was this paid promo? Or I mean. If well, you what, care, if you don't care, just enjoy the video. What I did when I first noticed that that option was available, that the, the, the check mark was uh, available for me to mark that, I was like, oh, this is perfect, finally. And I went through, I think at the time I had like 1,200 videos up. I yeah. went back seven years is how long this channel's been up. And I clicked every single video that I had been paid, mm -hmm. that I've charged a mm -hmm. fee for to do the demo, going all the way back to when I was charging a hundred bucks uh, at the very beginning. Um, I, I did tell you like four years ago to make a little disclaimer. Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm, I said, Phil McKnight does it, Ryan. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> it felt weird then. It fe feels weird now, but I feel like it's necessary now. Um, but in reality, I should go back and click every single one where the product was provided. And then once it starts being that, like I have a background where there's stuff behind me or that I'm using stuff right. that's unrelated to the concept of the video, but I'm still using it that was provided, then it's like, I should really just go back and default click every single one. <laughs> and I, but it makes me feel so icky because it's like, I didn't get paid for all of those. I didn't get paid for the vast majority. It's probably like maybe one twentieth of videos right i get to charge a demo fee for it's like once or twice a month on average and like around nam season it ticks up dramatically yeah. but the rest yeah. of the year it's like one or two times a month i'm actually getting paid to do a demo so i'm sure this is super exciting to everyone tuning in but i just like i said it's something that i it is interesting saw and i thought was both kind of amusing and uh, it's like an amusing uptick and kind of dumb also and, like but i thought it was like a really cool video too also and, it's exactly the reason why shane wanted to do that video and i feel like that got lost a little bit in like just all his talking heads going on our own rabbit trails but his core concept behind that video is like those of us that are disclosing what we're doing and what's going on are getting penalized and witch hunted because we're giving a hint. We're telling people like, "Hey, right, here's the disclaimer. Here's what's going on." I'm like, oh, you just get, oh, you get, you get paid. Oh, you're just paid to say this stuff. Yeah, where the channels that are huge, there's huge channels out there. Yeah, that never disclose anything, but you see them in all the product launches, and uh, no one is going after them. <laughs> that and, and to that point, you know, um, you want to, uh, you want, you want to know who's doing it. People say they want to know, like, there's a really easy way to do that. When we do a product launch, go back to like, uh, go back to uh, the Walrus R1 or the AC right. or go to the, the Juliana is the really easy one. Cause that was the one that yeah, pissed a lot of people off in the first upset place about that. Uh, go, you know, if you go on YouTube and you search for Walrus Juliana, 40, 45 videos will come up that all got released within a 48 hour period. You can watch every single one and any of them that don't say paid promotion at the beginning. Those are the people we're talking about. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't sit down and make a list of all of them. I don't, I honestly don't think about it. Yeah. I don't have a list in my mind of like, oh, these are the offenders, but it is, it is just a funny 
phenomenon that the, those of us that are disclosing have people coming after us and the people that aren't disclosing everything's just hunky dory. Yeah. I and, guess. And, yeah. And to that point, like, I don't think that the people who aren't doing it are necessarily trying to portray themselves as dishonest. Uh, they probably have the same misgivings that I do. Where it's like, yeah. well, the the arrangement here was complicated, and a lot of the big channels don't charge. They're past that yeah. because they make all their money other ways. But they have relationships with brands, or they they think that a certain product will get them the clicks that they want, and things like that. Every single channel has a different like arrangement with maybe, every single maybe brand. Maybe they're in a company that doesn't have these. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what countries have different. Right. Right. You know. Uh, promotional advertisement disclosure laws type I think things but it's easy in the states be, to just not think that you need to do it because the consumer base here just already assumes everything that they can that they are exposed you, to is an would, advertisement you would think so but we still get lots of people who sure. you know well i see i've noticed that a lot like of they're confused about it the, the the big outcry type people that are commenting are usually european because it's a that's, much bigger, it's a much bigger legal issue there, and a much bigger like social that's mentality. Continentalist, Ryan. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a wrong attitude. I'm just saying that's what I've noticed. Is this some? Are you sure that's listen? Not it's something? not a stereotype if it's true, Steve. <laughs> is are you sure this isn't just like Andy message like personally messaging you to complain about your video? <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Actually, Andy's always been nice to me. He's only mean to you. That's a true fact. <laughs> yeah, Andy, well, he's he's tries to be nice to you because he wants you to give the dirt. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's do this ad. Let's stop talking about ourselves. <laughs> this isn't even an ad. This is like this a is sad a, story. Yeah, this is sent by Eric Roden. Is that a, is that actually the name Eric Rodenbaum? Uh, I'm. It's probably supposed to be Rosenbaum. I oh, might have screwed there that is up. There's a Rosa Eric Rosaboom in our group. That might be it's who like it is. Roosevelt, but it's this is a mailer from Vintage Guitar Magazine sent through Mailchimp. Uh, for stolen guitars, my storage facility in San Jose, California, was broken into sometime between. September 24th, 2020 and December 20th, or sorry, September 24th and December 23rd. And my entire collection was stolen. Please help me find my guitars and amps. If you have any information, uh, contact uh, this guy who's a detective, San Jose Police Department. This list is, is crazy. Super duper bonkers. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow, there's like, there's like 12 guitars here. And then you go through the post and it's like, oh, there are dozens of guitars here. And then you're like, oh, there might be hundreds of guitars yeah, here. Yeah, there are 19 amps on this list. This is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, in the in the Facebook post that this came from, um, there was a lot of speculation going on. A lot of people like, is this insurance fraud? A lot of people like, how do you not know that all your stuff is gone in a two month period? Like why people being critical, like why do you even have all that stuff? And I can certainly understand that mentality. I can understand those initial instincts. Like when I saw this, it was like, this feels so outlandish. Can yeah. it even be real? Cause you think of like someone's 
storage uh, uh, unit being broken into and having stuff stolen. You can't make away with this stuff with a truck. You can't make away with this stuff with a van. You need a fleet. <laughs> this is like, this is like multiple trips in a big moving van. If all this, I'm assuming all this stuff was in cases and that adds to the bulk of it, yeah. you know, like you can't just like, Oh my gosh, we, we snapped, you know, the padlock and we've hit jackpot. Just, you know, just grab what you can and let's go like this to, to steal all this stuff would be like a coordinated effort. But this list, these lists are so long. I can't even count them. There, there's definitely like, right. No, there's, <laughs> there's seven screen grabs here. Yeah. One, one of them that's just not even a full lit page of listings has 26 guitars on it. There's easily uh, over a hundred guitars. Yeah. I'd, I'd bet it's, it's nearly 200 objects and all of them are like high end vintage custom uh, sorts of things. Like you look at the, the number, the, the date list is the first thing on here. And it's like 1967, 1963, 1965, 1966, Oh, there's a 1955 Gretsch 16, 6191. Yeah. And friend of the show, uh, Mike Adams, was uh -huh. in the the Facebook post. And it was like, actually, some of these guitars in here are actually well-known in cer certain circles. They're famous guitars. Oh, wow. And some of them have been identified and returned to the owner already. So he's already oh, down. Wow. He's already up on what's going on here. So if it was an insurance fraud situation... Like that kind of disproves that because yeah. I mean, also like if it was in an insurance fraud situation, you wouldn't be running ads like this to try to get your stuff back. Like right. you'd be like, oh, I just, guess, I just, guess it's just gone. Right. Hey, insurance um, pay up. So I think, uh, I just saw a PR. Oh, there it is. 1998 PRS. I, you know, this is a lot of guitars for one. This is a lot of guitars for one storage unit. Um, but I mean, there's different size storage units, but yeah, I, I'm betting that I'm saying like, this is just a lot of guitars for any single person to own. What, what do you think the average uh, value of each one of these things is? Gosh, I don't know. There's probably, no, I would probably guess the average value of any guitar on here is at least the number in my head is three grand. I was going to say four. Five. Let's call it four. I don't think there's enough budgety stuff on here to push it down. Well, there's a couple things like the like the Goyas and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but there's that, like eight of those, and there's like a hundred 1966 Jags. Okay, let's run. Let's roll with four. Okay, and we'll call it 175 objects because we just guesstimated seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe if you factor in the amps, maybe that number. But sure. Are we I would say even conservatively, hey, this is gonna, this is gonna, this number is gonna come up later in the show. Five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, if that's being very conservative. I think we could say that this is half a million to a million dollars worth that's of crazy. stuff. Also, would you trade all this stuff for one clon boy? <laughs> oh my gosh! You gave you you you've uh, you. Gave away the ending, right? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> one is, Goldie Horsey boy. Would so, you trade so all of this? One thing with this is, you know, I don't, I, I don't want this to fall into the category of, well, you know, whatever people do with their own property. Like this is, this is a collection who we, you know, we don't even know what this is. This could have been like, it could have been storage for a museum. Could, this could have been the manager of hard rock cafe. Like this is, it's, a, this is the hard rock cafe guitar storage. I don't know. I don't think I have any room to judge people who have way too much music gear in their life. <laughs> uh, but the other part of it is somewhat, you know, people said like, Oh, you know, be, it, this was broken into between September 24th and, and December 23rd, which is like three months. Right. As if like, how, how would you, how could you not know for three months? And like, um, I've known people who have storage units. They don't go and visit it on the weekend. Yeah, you know, like they, they go when they have another thing they need to drop off. Or yeah, or they go like, oh, you know what? Like, I want to turn my office back into a bedroom. I'm going to go get that bed out of my uh, right, right. My they pay, unit. you know, they pay a hundred dollars a month to store stuff that they should have just thrown away. Typically, <laughs> with storage units, with stuff like this, man, possibly a million dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, a, a history lesson thrown worth it away. Of stuff. No, like, why even trust a storage unit? I don't like, know. Like, you have that kind of money. Why don't you have a structure built on your property to store this stuff? Maybe it's, you know, a big city living sort of situation where that's not possible. But, geez. Like, I can't imagine owning nearly a million dollars worth of guitars. I mean, to be fair, this was stolen in San Jose, California, which is like one of the most expensive, right? Like metros in, like yeah. so the someone's United not, States. Someone's not. Someone could easily be a millionaire, millionaire there, and be living in an apartment. This entire guitar collection does not buy you a house in San Jose. No, no it doesn't. It does buy you a house in San Diego. I did it. I didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you were saying that you stole all this stuff so you could buy, buy a, house. a house in San Diego. <laughs> now, can you imagine being the person who stole all this? For, first of all, you crack open that master lock with a bolt cutter. You open it up and you see just floor to ceiling, wall to wall guitar cases. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm going to take as much as I can. And you fill up the car. You drive back. You unload it into your into your house or whatever, mm -hmm. and you're like, "There's still so much there. There's so much there." And then you go back and you look around. You see if anyone sees you, and you just keep making trips. And it's like, how do you stop? Yeah, and, and you know you're risking being caught every single time you go back because there's no way, unless this was fully coordinated with a fleet of vans. No. There's no way it was no. one trip. It had to be multiple, multiple trips. I'm, I keep looking at this Oakland A's. And then, guitar. like, guitars are, like, one of the worst things to steal and then try to resell. Right. Because, especially with a lot of these, they're they're, they're not new models. They're not mm -hmm. like, oh, this looks the same as any other new, you know, you know, Ventura Jaguar that came out. No, these are all... Is that Wilford Brimley? Uh, <laughs> I can't tell. They're all very uniquely aged vintage instruments with unique markings on them, unique serial numbers that are probably all logged down somewhere. And selling these on the open market is going to be very tricky without being caught. Like hundreds of objects, all yeah. with their serial numbers written down somewhere, all with unique 
aging and and body features and stuff like that. I can't imagine getting away with this long term. Like they're going to find all these in a house somewhere that forecloses because the person who sold them didn't know how to get rid of them without getting in trouble. Yeah. Like, you know, like Mike said, a couple people already came forward and like, hey, yeah, this is one of those. And it only takes a few of those to connect the dots to where they got them well, from. Well, if any of these get turned in from like a pawn shop, I think pawn shops, particularly for like a higher price item like this, is going to have surveillance cameras. Have, cameras it's going to have like records of have records of people dropping stuff off. Yeah. Eventually, this person trying to sell all these things and unload them is going to get found out. Like, this is not a good heist. We are coming for you. And by we, I mean the San Jose Police Department. Guitar detectives on the case. On the guitar case. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like there's a, there is a series in there for us. Guitar detectives on the case. Guitar dicks. Guitar dicks. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan, and this is Steve. We're guitar dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, we've had the wrong podcast name for seven years now, Steve. <laughs> we should have been guitar dicks all along. Yeah, but then we would have we would have to be doing investigations all the time. Yeah. And also we'd have to rough people up. Would you be the good cop or the bad cop? I'd probably be I'd be like uh the Mel uh Mel Gibson cop that's kind of unhinged and doesn't have his life together. And I'd just be tired of your shit all the time exactly you'd be too old for this i am too old for this <laughs> i'd be the one who you know shoots first and never ask questions and you'll be like dude chill out i'd, I'd be the one who asks all the questions and then shoots <laughs> thanks for all the information <laughs> we would both just shoot people <laughs> no you would you would like you would like start like interrogating the witness and you would just keep talking and talking and talking. They would <laughs> grab their gun and shoot themselves. <laughs> oh, are we going to do a dark episode again? I don't know. I'm, uh, I've been watching the expanse. Have you watched the, expanse? yeah, I've watched the whole thing. Oh man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost caught up. What season are you in? Four. Is that the newest one? No, I think okay. the newest one is Five or six. I feel like the last two seasons kind of just drug. I'm in the season where they first go through the ring. Okay, that's a decent season. Um, and uh, there's all this technology, and they're always threatening to space people. Right, right. Which is a common theme of the show. No, the newest season. Don't it, ruin it for me. Yeah, I just didn't feel it like it was very exciting. I love. I mean, the reason to love Expanse is just the kind of like universe building of it. Yeah. Plus the physics of it. They do an, an excellent job on physics. We've completely abandoned the topic, which is fine. We're talking about expanse now. I felt like the topic was over, but so. like the science physics representations of space travel yeah. and life is, yeah. is really fantastic. I like that. The ships tumble, right? That like, they don't really care. They're just tumbling around. Like, mm hmm doesn't really matter it's very much like they're very dependent on you know the gravity of the objects around them and stuff yeah. like that the planetary objects and whatnot and you know the realistic issues that space travel would deal to you yeah so speaking of inter uh 
of realistic issues of space travel. This episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio. That's right, Steve. They make pedals more creative than you are. I was trying to get creative with this uh, Chase Bliss Bliss Factory earlier. I have one too. I forgot to bring it. I was going to bring it over. I have the black one. You guys who, uh, guys and girls who follow us, and guys and girls and and non binaries that follow us on Instagram. Uh, saw my black, uh, my uh, dark gray slash black, whatever color you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, Chase Bliss, Bliss Factory on Instagram, and all assumed Ryan just got a second one. <laughs> Steve uses the Instagram too, guys. guys. Uh, anyway, it's things crazy. I'm going to have to figure out how to at least tame it a little. No, don't try to tame it. I Let it be t- free. Let it be wild, Steve. I, I want to I use it outside of the house right now. <laughs> It's really cool. There's a lot of fun sounds in it. Maybe I just couldn't do it because you got all your dip I've got switches it, back here doing a thing. I've got it dialed in to do my uh, low-pass filter sweep thing that I love doing with it. You, you definitely can tame it. I think really the key with the Bliss Factory, Steve, that makes it uh, so incredible compared to regular Fuzz Factories is that you do have two preset slots. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's ever had a Fuzz Factory knows like you have to fine tune the knobs yeah. with the tweezer sometimes to get it just right. And the fact that you can save a preset or two on here is a game changer. It's very bueno. For a fuzz factory. And the fact that you have extra controls, thanks to Chase Bliss, makes this a really a real winner. Hopefully they make more. They're already sold out. They announced like, hey, the new run's coming out. Two days later it was out. And by the end of the day, by the next morning, they were all gone. Yep. So hopefully they keep making them because I think people that want them should be able to buy them and not at ridiculous like scalper prices. I think that's bonkers. We just promoted a pedal that doesn't exist on the open market right now or on the, uh, on the retail market. Yeah. Uh, on the new retail market for like two minutes, but also go to chaseblissaudio.com. Uh, they have a lot of wild other pedals like the mood Mm -hmm. and the blooper, uh, the blooper and the, Dark World. The Gravitas. The Gravitas. The Tonal Recall. The Therme, one of my personal favorite delays. Uh, The Dark World, one of my personal favorite reverbs. I already said that. I think we said them all. Warped Vinyl. We did not say the Warped Vinyl. Do not ask about a flanger. They do not have a flanger. There's no flanger. Do not ask. They will not make one for you. ChaseBlissAudio.com. They make pedals more creative than you are and probably better looking too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. What's new? What's new is we got a book here that the shy boy sent us. This was written by Billy Cardigan himself. The man who was stuck in a, uh, in a, uh, in a coma for a couple months. He got out of the coma, uh, resumed filming pedals and effects arena corner, Mm -hmm. and then got into the world of children's literature. He wrote this book called My Daddy Has 100 Petals. I'm assuming he illustrated it. And it's honestly a pretty fun read. Um, Copyright 2021, Billy Cardigan. It's very new. Yeah. Look at that. It's a children's book about a daddy having so many petals. I was honestly reading it, expecting it to go into like a dark and like maybe dirty direction mm-hmm. or like a sad direction, but it didn't. It's actually quite charming. And my son was looking through it and he was like, I like this picture the best. <laughs> like, what other children's book has the My Bloody Valentine album in it? <laughs> oh, very cool. 
<laughs> here, I'll read an excerpt. This one here, that says delay, that makes a sound repeat for days. Can you tell me what this one does? It's a dual butt. <laughs> it's a dual boost and gated fuzz. It's a dual butt too. It's a dual butt. <laughs> okay, we've just confirmed that I can't read. Look, look. <laughs> You're going to show the entire book. He's got a rat pedal and there's a rat with his tail plugged into the rat pedal. Oh, cool. (laughs) So go check out the book, buy it for your children or your friend's children to really confuse them for their next birthday or holiday. (laughs) My daddy has a hundred pedals by Billy Cardigan. I'm a big fan of the shy boys, by the way. I know every now and then I get, um, their song about brushing your teeth stuck in my head. I don't know that song. Go look it up. It's a good one. Why do I always bleed? Oh, right. I I brush my teeth. I have heard this song. Do I have a disease? It's a good song. I like it. What's new with you, Steve? Um, Well, I already talked about getting a Bliss Factory. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, since I think the last time we recorded, got a uh, Mono Cases Vertigo Mm. for bass. I wanted that for the... Uh, now, when you say it's for bass, does that mean it handles bass frequencies better than a guitar case? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's made out speci- of bass wood? Specifically, uh, bass frequencies can fit inside of it. Ah, it can um, it can contain the bass frequencies. Yeah. Uh, because the Italia bass that Grant from Bigger Pedals mm. sent me the has like just the hugest uh, uh, hard shell case that from Italia, the original case. So I, I wanted something smaller and lightweight. Yeah. And um, I'm really impressed by this thing. It's, They're great. It's really slim. The one thing I am having trouble getting used to is uh, the Vertigo series has the top is the top loader is like the top loader case. Yeah. Um, so it's super convenient and you feel really cool because you're just like, yeah. And yeah. like you don't have to lay it down or anything, but it's also kind of awkward because I keep my straps on my instrument. So the strap <laughs> keeps getting and on the strap that I have on this bass has like buckles and stuff. So uh, it just keeps getting jammed in the zipper. Uh, but it's oh, my gosh, it's so lightweight. I always take my it's straps crazy lightweight. I always take my straps off before I put stuff in the case these days. So you should probably do that. Steve. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the grommets on these, just yeah. the little Grolsch washers, just so I don't have to do that. So. When I repainted in here last week, um, I that's a what's new. It is a what's new, but I, I packed all my guitars into every case that I have, and I have all these hard cases basically stored around the garage. Mm-hmm. And like, they're convenient when you want to store stuff because you can stack them and prop them up and whatnot like you wouldn't put them in a stew yeah you wouldn't want to like store all your guitars in soft cases if you were doing long-term storage but man soft cases are so much more convenient for like daily excuse me daily gigging and travel and stuff like that i'd never want to use a hard case when i'm going to play a gig or even at church i want something i can put on my back that i can put over my shoulder Mm-hmm. So that I can carry other stuff in my hands, you know. I've got that music area, little music area effects backpack, and I'm thinking about trying to get some carabiners and trying to like con- convert it into like a makeshift tick too. I tried to do that because I have the same music oh, yeah, music area thing, and I tried to do it with one of my mono bags, and it just felt too clumsy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite right. I think you could do it um, with like a luggage strap. 
But then at that point, you're closing off the case. Yeah, yeah. What about zip ties? Maybe I could do zip ties. Maybe. But then they're stuck. Then it's it stuck just, there. I think, I, I have my doubts about the even, like the mono made tick thing. Like, it, it's just going to flop around still, right? Well, it's going to flop around a little bit. Something about it, it flopping around bothered me. I don't like it to flop around. I want everything secure. Right. <laughs> Steve, do you like it flopping around or do you want it secure? Depends on what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've devolved into dick jokes. Oh, is that what that was? That's, those were dick jokes, Steve. Uh, next ad? Yeah, this next ad was found on uh, the Ugly Guitars group on Facebook. Right. Uh, Michael... Corchia mm -hmm. posted it there. This is a reverse Celine Dion bass guitar. The ad mentions that it was probably painted by a professional. Why do we assume this is Celine Dion? Is this based on a Celine Dion photo? It is. It is based Celine Dion because it is a bass guitar. Uh, get it? Yeah, no, I think I that is Celine Dion. I believe in my heart, and my heart will go on believing that this is Celine Dion. I feel like I'm kind of getting some, uh, I mean, it could be Celine Dion. I'm not saying All it's right, let's Celine. go find a Celine Dion photo that looks like I'm this. just trying to figure out if, is this based on a... Yes, it is, is based, Steve. We already... <laughs> this is, She's, she's wearing that. a big red turtleneck. So you need to look for Celine Dion turtleneck... Oh my gosh, this is impossible. I think that is, no, that's totally Celine Dion. How can you look at this photo and not say that's Celine Dion? It's all a good right, airbrushing right. painting. That is clearly Celine Dion. So then the question is. And it's good art. This is a good airbrushing that, that I can look at it and know right away that this is Celine Dion, Steve. All right. Oh, here's the picture. I found the picture. You found the picture. There she is. I found the exact Here, picture. Here, send me that picture so that I can uh, use it in the edit. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't just know screen how to grab with it. your phone, man. I just sent you something. I don't know if I did. You did it. Thank you, Steve. You Woo! did it. <laughs> but it's bonkers, first of all, to paint Celine Dion on a bass guitar. Yeah, she's like a soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Secondly, it's bonkers to paint her on upside down. Clearly, the only person meant to view. Celine Dion in all her glory on this bass guitar is the person holding and playing the bass. Okay. This is not a Celine Dion for anyone else. This is for the bass player here, only. Here's some things that in in our buildup to this, we failed to notice that this instrument has no bridge. No, it doesn't. Well, if you put the bridge on here, it would cover up Celine's face. Right. So nobody's ever going to be playing also, this and looking at Look at this rough yeah, defretting. It's, it's a fretless. It's this not just fretless. fretless, it's woodless. There's chunks of wood missing where frets well, used somebody to be. Per, somebody did, you know, did this themselves. I... They removed <laughs> the frets on their own. This is clearly now... Like, you know, you think about art guitars, and every time we do an art guitar, it's like, well, is this a wall hanger or not? It's like, is this playable? I want, I want you to have this i want to you to take it home i want to set up hidden cameras to film your wife's reaction when you pull it out of the case and hang it up on the wall oh my gosh <laughs> just replacing the uh, replacing the eastwood she will know right away that that's celine dion too yeah. she'd be like steve that, why did you buy a celine dion base i'll just look at her and be like that's the way it is <laughs>
Are, are we out of uh, Celine? I, I feel like I only know the Titanic song, Steve. You only know the Titanic. Oh, so uh, what's what's another one? Um, what's the one? What's the one? Oh, there was another. She had another big hit that wasn't the Titanic song. I feel like the only person who should own this is Celine Dion. You're like saying she should buy this. You're saying whoever did this should just gift this to Celine yes, Dion. Yes, give it to her. Like if you put if you paint someone's face on something, then you owe it to that person to offer it to them first as a kindness. Is a rule I'm making up right now. Uh, okay. Hey, I painted this of you. Do you want it? If not, I will find someone else who does. Like you have to extend the invitation to Celine Dion first. I forgot she was on the Deadpool 2 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. 130 euros, Steve. What is that American? Like 200 even? Uh, I actually did this conversion earlier. It's like 1.2. So what's 0.2 of that? Yeah, it's probably around 200. 0.2, 13 times 0.2 is like 20. This is like 160. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. I mean, you pay shipping to get this from Europe and it'll be it'll be over 200 easy. Which you're going to do, Steve. You're going to buy this with Patreon money. Oh <laughs> to gosh. surprise your wife. It shipped. It shipped. <laughs> Just unbox it. Surprise, honey. You're going to learn bass guitar. Re reverse reverse uh, unboxing. So it's, Instead of filming the person unboxing, you're filming somebody watching the unboxing. I don't exactly remember where a P-Base's bridge is, but isn't it pretty close to the butt end? Would this... Would the, would, It'd be probably like over her left cheek. So it wouldn't fully cover her face. No. So it's it's doable. You could you could put this back to life and have a nice fretless base for two hundred euro, and you know a thirty dollar bridge if you can figure out how to place it right. We don't even know the original make of this base. It looks like some sort of like cheap uh, Jackson knockoff, probably uh, like a Memphis. A, I think it's a Hondo. That might be a Hondo. This thing's tragic. We know it's a Hondo 30. It's a Hondo 30. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't suggest that anyone buy the Celine Dion base unless you are a huge Celine Dion fan that also loves playing fretless bass. Right. But that's a pretty small market. Um, in, like, in, I, th I think, I don't remember if it was from the Titanic song or off of one of her other songs. But do you remember, uh, You, of course, everyone remembers these. Everyone over the age of, I don't know, 30 remembers these at least. The, like, Columbia House. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. So my parents did that uh, for a hot minute. And one of the albums. Steve's got cool parents, guys. No. <laughs> uh, one, one of the albums they got was a Celine Dion album. And I think they either got it because of the Titanic song. The Titanic song was on it, or it was the album before that that had this song that was a pretty big hit for her called um, All Coming Back to Me Now. It was one of those two. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember we got that album, and I was like, oh, what's this all about? Because I only, again, I only knew whatever, like that radio song, whatever radio song it was. And I remember my one of my parents being like, yeah, that album's not very good. It's not what I expected. <laughs> because they thought like the whole thing was going to be like power ballads. Right, right. But it's like, you know, it's like any other pop. Like she was a, a soft rock, like adult contemporary uh, pop singer in that time. So there was like 
four or five ballads and everything else is just like, you know, pop music. Right, right. I'm going to alternate reality this guitar for you, mm -hmm. Steve, and then you can tell me whether or not you would buy that version instead. Okay. So this is a P bass. Mm -hmm. Let's turn it into a jazz bass. I know you're a jazz bass jazz boy. Bass. We're going to turn Celine Dion into Shania Twain. Are you in? <laughs> uh, you know, this all conversion scheme of yours, Ryan, that did not impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> but are you more into that than... Celine Dion on no. a P bass. You're no. not more into Shania upside down Shania uh, Twain on a jazz bass. Come on. No. Man. I feel like I'm more into that. You're not even I into mean, it. I guess. I guess. It's such a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Let, let's alternate reality this. Okay? okay, do it to me. I know you're really into uh uh Fender Duo Sonics. Mm -hmm. So instead of Celine Dion on a P base, it's a painting of the uh, old bath water that Gwen Stefani's taking a bath <laughs> in in the song, uh, whatever the hell that song no is. I think it's called Bathwater. Bath it's a painting of the bathwater on a Duosonic. Are you more or less interested in that than this P base? Yeah. Oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're describing. Uh, do a sonic. I'm actually describing something really weird, which might, is right up your alley. Might be either like soapy blue to gross greenish brown. What I should what I should have said. Uh, Ryan, either way, I'm excited. Ryan, it's a Fender Duo Sonic. It's this color red. It's the same color red. Uh -huh. uh, but instead of Celine Dion, it's an airbrush painting of Bette Midler. <laughs> It's not Hocus Pocus Bette Midler. It's it's uh, Bridge Under Troubled Waters Bette Midler. Is that what's the song that she does that they do at like all of that they uh, gets quoted at all the high school graduations? I don't know, man, but I'm into it. My hero is a. Uh, did I ever tell you you're yes. my hero? Is that is that, Wind Beneath My Wings? Yes, that's Bette, I'm pretty sure that's Bette Midler. I don't know. Ben Midler, Duo Sonic. Yes to everything you just said. I'm into it. You're just into anything that's I a am. Duo Sonic. I, no, I'm. No, I would. You're just into anything with Ben. Okay, Ryan. I kind of want to find like. Jackson Randy Rhodes. But it's this color red. And instead of Celine Dion, it's a painting airbrush of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I have no I have no desire to have a painting of Margaret Thatcher on anything, but I think the ironicness of just this style of airbrushing on a guitar that it doesn't match is gonna make me feel excited no matter who it is on what guitar. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh-huh. Ryan, okay. All right, picture this. Okay, you remember you Joan Embry? Yeah. The, I don't the know animal if, lady? I don't know if she's a national known person or we just know her locally I because think, of the san I diego she was zoo just local but, I don't uh, know. but she was like the face of the san diego zoo and like she would go on like talk shows and bring okay. animals with her and stuff yeah. like that i want her airbrush <laughs> on some guitar <laughs> just as like super deep local reference like oh yeah there's joan Embry on my um <laughs> <laughs> my like Charvel Shredmaster guitar or whatever. I got it. I got the, like a leopard print strap. I got the perfect guitar for us. She was like a she was like a nice lady version yeah. of Steve Irwin. I got the perfect guitars for us. Mm -hmm. One of these guitars is a uh, burgundy. 
Okay. The other guitar is uh is blue, pretty mm-hmm. close to the blue on your wall back here. Mm-hmm. Gibson, both airbrushed, maroon, blue. Gibson, modern V's, airbrushed with Deanna Troy and Beverly Crusher. Yes. Yeah. But the maroon one has Beverly Crusher and the blue one has Deanna Troy. Does I that- still want that uh that Ernie Ball data guitar now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's airbrushed and it's not data, it's lore. <sighs> well, you get a pair of them, one's data and one's lore. <laughs> what do you do? Do you do a guitar for uh what is her name? Polanski? Oh, Polanski. The one I season w- the one season doctor. I was reading a thing about that the other day where they were talking about how um, I always thought that uh, Gates McFadden was off for whatever reason, like just like a personal reason. Well, it was a personal reason. No, they were trying something different, right? No, they got rid of her. Yeah. Because basically she, they got rid of her uh, because she basically like, I don't know if it was Rick Berman or someone in the show who was running one of the showrunner type people decided that they were not going to write scenes that had Troy Yar and Crusher together because it was like too much women in one room kind of a thing. It was weird. That is weird. And so basically they like, and then I guess Gates McFadden in, in like pitch meetings and stuff. And in like uh reading, what do they call it? Like script reading, right, or whatever. Right. Like run, table reads, run table reads would be like, this is awful. Like this is super sexist. And so they got rid of her and they did a season with Diana Moldar, uh, who is I'm, I'm watching that season right now. And I actually, I think I've come full circle. She's a fantastic Pulaski. I really like her. Fantastic actor. I would just much rather have Gates McFadden. Sure. Sure. That honestly, I, cause I were, we're rewatching TNG right now too. I was like, why not both? Por que no los dos. Why not? Like they both have completely different energies and different ways yeah. of approaching, uh, you know, their characters as doctors. Why not have both as doctors? Like it's a big ship. There's a, like fifteen hundred people in that ship. You need two doctors. No. All Starfleets have one doctor and maybe two nurses at most. <laughs> Voyager didn't even have a doctor. They had a hologram. Right. The best damn hologram in the galaxy. Steve. Anyway, um. Uh, I don't know where I was. Going. Oh I yeah, watched, so, so I watched Grim, I watched Gremlins two the other night, and and Robert Picardo. Oh really? Is in that? Really? Yeah. So I guess in the mid, like during season two, while she welcome was, to Trek talk, while she was gone, sixty cycle um, Trek, Patrick Stewart and uh was like actively like you guys screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, you need to bring Gates back, and I guess a bunch of there was like a fan write in, and this time it was legit. Unlike when Biff Yeager was getting, they were like trying to decide who's going to be the chief engineer. I guess Biff Yeager leaked that there would be a fan write-in campaign for it. Uh huh. And so, and supposedly a bunch of the write-in letters that say like, keep, keep chief engineer Argyle, keep chief engineer Argyle were written by him, like hundreds of letters. (laughs) Or like written by people that he like, like right. paid to write them. Oh my like it was gosh. like a big. It was like not a big scandal, but it was I guess scandalous enough that he was not the chief engineer. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this episode's also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. <laughs> 
if you if you haven't been able to tell for a while now, this is a guitar podcast, yeah. <laughs> and Big Ear Pedals makes guitar pedals like the L, like the Albi, like the Loaf. Like the woodcutter, which I don't have in my hand, but they're big friends of the show. They make really cool pedals. Every single pedal I'm holding here is totally worth the money and totally worth exploring. Go watch videos of them, mine or other people's. Uh, they're a bunch of fun. Buy them just to support the channel. Buy them just to support the company that supports the channel that you love. Put them on the shelf. Be like, you know what? I bought that just to support the people that support the podcast that I love. And that's all you need. Never plug it in, as I'm saying. Just never Just plug it in. Just buy them. They're great. Just buy them. They're good. Yeah, put this them in. This is when I, when I have a board, when my when my L is on a board, which I don't uh, I don't have a put together, like playing out board right now, but when it's on a board, it's an always on pedal for me. Yeah. The loaf is a is a great low, very mid-rangey fuzz. No, I, I say, they say that the loaf, the word loaf stands for when a, a rabbit is curled up sitting on the ground. I say it stands for low AF because this is great for baritone, it's great for bass, it's great for like low frequency instruments. Put a synth through there or something like that, do your big low bass synth through it, you're gonna have a good time. I'm just guessing on that one. <laughs> so anyways, big thanks to Bigger Pedals. Um, what ne- uh, Another topic? Yeah, uh, you wanna talk about this other topic? There's a video that came out, was, did it come out today? Today of recording? Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Uh, uh, apparently Tyler, over at Music Is Win. What's his What's his full name? Does I forget his last name? name. Tyler Durden. Uh, he bought. I don't think that's it. That's not his last name. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he bought Josh Scott's five hundred thousand dollar Klon Centaur. Yeah. But then, if you watch the video, it's very clear. He sent it back. It's just a skit, guys. He didn't actually pay Josh Scott $500,000. I don't think Josh Scott ever... You don't think he had to do it in order to get Josh Scott into the video? You don't think he ever expects Josh Scott to actually... I don't think Josh Scott ever expects to actually sell that thing for half a million. Right, right. I'm pretty sure it's just a joke. And I'm pretty sure this is all just a skit. So I will say it's a skit, but it was so ridiculous. And this is, it's actually all, this ties into a lot of different things we've talked about tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, especially going back to the beginning, kind of talking about paid sponsorship and the fact that people will react to videos before like watching them. Right. And so everywhere that this video is shared, there's at least one comment that was like, Man, I thought Josh was stupid for sell, trying to sell this thing for half a million dollars, but I guess you know these YouTubers are just rolling in cash and and just whatever, like no big deal, half a million dollars. Yeah, I guess like, he's just rich. You know, yeah. like that one channel said that YouTubers get paid ten thousand dollars every time they do a demo. I guess that's true now. Yeah, he only had to do five fifty demos to. Right. to do that does he even do demos he doesn't even do i demos. don't think he really does demos he does more he's like, like a, he's a music teacher go guy. subscribe go go get an education from berkeley use my link <laughs> yeah like he gets a five percent cut every time somebody signs up for berkeley oh my every gosh could you imagine check goes through could you imagine getting affiliate earnings off of someone's college education i mean people there are places that kind of do that I'm, i don't think they do a commission they or they do a affiliate type commission i think they just do a flat fee society is broken but, uh, 
That is horrendous to think of that concept. Well, no, but like think about like things like Skillshare, right? It's like, one thing for me to make two bucks every time you buy, you know, a hundred dollar pedal on on Amazon or whatever. But imagine someone getting a kickback every time some poor soul goes and gets a six figure college education. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not six figures, but still, skill that's Skillshare. That's the Skillshare. No, I'm talking about like Berkeley. Berkeley no, can't be cheap. And it's not. Well, yeah, it's probably Berkeley is probably I would guess it's like the same price as like full sale. I have no idea anymore. I, I went to I don't co- I don't know how much full sale is. I'm just saying I went to college two decades ago. I'm old. It's a weird thing to think about. I'm an old now, guys. Um I I thought the video was fine. It's obviously a skit. It's a I, skit. It's fun. It's humorous. It, you know, Tyler's sense of humor and the way he acts is not for me, but I get why a lot of people like him. Yeah. Yeah. I also get uh, why a lot of people don't like him and that's fine too. I, I thought it was fun. I, I think, you know, uh, I thought it was funny to have Josh show up in it. That was fun. Oh yeah. Of course and he's going to show and of up. Of course he's it. like super baller. <laughs> right. Right. I think Josh did a great job of playing his character in that. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. appreciated his parts. Um, it's silly it's silly go watch it guys tell us what you think in the comments of that video go go give tyler all the views that he deserves hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views on that video please there's i just again going back like i'm i'm so stuck on the on the fact that like i've seen this shared in two or three groups and all the comments are just well we already know there's always one or two comments that are like did anyone actually watch? There's always one person who's like, did anyone watch the video? And then like 20 comments later, the same person's like, I guess none of you guys actually watched the video. If, if it's not hyperbolic, you're not on the internet. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's the reality of it. No, people absolutely react to the thumbnail and the clickbait of it without actually ever watching anything. Like the if they title, actually watch it, they'd be like, oh, this is so silly. It's barely even worth talking about. The title of this episode should just be this podcast contains paid sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I played that clone a couple times. I used, I had it on the table for all the videos I did when I was at did JHS. You, did you try to steal it? No, of course not. Oh. I actually, I offered Josh $325,000 for it and he wouldn't take it. So Dang. I know I was going oh, to, I was going to mortgage been, my house to that buy it. been on what's new. I sold that. I sold that Matthews pedal. Oh, did you? Oh, Matthews architect for $95. I took $95. There you go. Cause the guy was like, this is the most I will offer. And also it's the average of the last 20 sold listings on reverb. I was like, fair. All right, man. That is fair. I'll try to get it shipped out before the end of the weekend. Oh man. I ordered. Speaking of shipping, my wife dropped a hint of something that she wanted for like a Valentine's Day gift, like a week and a half before Valentine's Day. I ordered it that moment. She she like, hey, hey, this looks nice. I would appreciate that as a gift someday. And so I ordered it that moment Mm -hmm. on my phone. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day comes and goes. I'm like, Uh hey, how come this thing never showed up? Mm -hmm. Uh. I keep checking the shipping on it and it's always like, oh, it's in pre-shipping. It's in pre-shipping. Like, uh, what does that mean? So I hit up the person. I'm like, what is going on with this object? This this product. What is this to, object? That you're supposed to be shipping me. And they're like, oh, I'm in Greece and it takes like a month for it to get there on a boat. And <laughs> what are you talking about? Why am I waiting forever for this thing? They shipped it from from Greece <sighs> to the United States on a boat? I don't it certainly sounds that way. 
What in the world? So if it doesn't get here. So it still hasn't arrived. It has not arrived it's yet. It's been three full weeks. It's been three weeks since I ordered work. this thing. Ridiculous. That uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't Your be, Valentine's Day was must have been awful. I she, shouldn't be coy about Lauren what it is. She, all out about all, Lauren goes all in for Valentine's she, Day and you're like, I ordered it. She requested I haven't even told her that I ordered it and it didn't show up. She <laughs> she she found these Star Trek even earrings. Worse. Star Trek earrings. Yeah, they're the little they're the shape of the badge. Oh, that's cute. It is cute. Of course I'm gonna buy that for my wife. And I'm I'm just uh, it'll be a surprise when it gets here. Maybe she's hearing me in the next room over and I just spoiled the surprise. I don't know how Bling. thin these walls are. They're pretty thin. <laughs> we talk pretty loud. But I I assume that she tries to ignore everything I say when I'm out of the room. That's fair. <laughs> I know that I would. Hey, while I do this next segment, I need you to do me a solid, okay? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you don't have the uh, the thing for me to play music on out Oh, here. let me grab it. All right. And this next segment is called Housekeeping. In this part of the show, we uh, thank the people who help make this content possible. Um, and uh, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash 60cyclehumcast, where for as little as $1 a month or at a, a 8% discounted rate, $11 a year. You a lot can, of people you can support the show. A lot of people have been grabbing up that, you know, pay for a full year yeah. at a time thing, which is yeah. cool by me. Sure. Go for it. Um, so uh, we have different tiers, of course. And at the $1 level, we'll say your name here and you'll go on the, the little scroll at the end of the episode. Hopefully I'll get it updated you before will. this one does. I usually do. Yep. Um, and for the $5 level, I will someday send you some merch. And at the $10 at the ten level, I will send you some merch and uh, maybe some of these. Uh, I got one pack. Should I open this up and just send one per person? Yeah, send one per person. These little when uh, we get extra board toppers. Extra bits of swag, we send them out. There's a tuner. In the, in the we'll things. See, we'll see what gets sent out. Yeah. Um, I got some hosa stuff. I got some uh, guitar cleaner and whatnot. Some Kobe Labs bottles. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, this week at the uh, $1 level uh, is Nicodemus Sivola. That's not a cool name. Uh, Chris Blatchford and Thomas Knapp. Wow, three. Uh, and at the $5 level, Granap. We got a bunch of people joining on, Steve. Uh, Sky Tenorio. We know Sky. Oh, Sky's hey, Sky. been on the show. Yeah. Uh, Sky's been on the show a few times. Yeah. On our, uh, on our group hangs when yeah. we do the, do the group hangs. And Stephen Braddy. Hey, so Steven. thanks, everyone. Is um, that like six or seven people you just listed? Six people. That's crazy. Thanks, yeah. everyone. I but really appreciate funny that. We just, we just hit a uh, hundred and I thought it would slow down and it actually sped up. People heard a hundred and they're like, I want to be in that club. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, so, we uh, have a thousand. Don't you want to be part of a thousand people? Join up, guys. We don't have a thousand. We have 106 now. 107, maybe? Uh, I don't know. We have over a hundred people. So, Patreonizing us, guys. Yeah, so very cool. Thanks again, everyone who supports the show. Uh, Ryan probably bought this paint with your Patreon. Yes, this paint costs $23. Thank you, Patreons. I don't know, man. I don't know how much paint <laughs> I is. should probably pay my wife for painting this room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this last ad is sent in by Elston Gray. It says, Gibson, Les Paul... 
I should write down the time. I like to write down the timestamps in real time mm. because it makes it a lot easier for me to do the little timestamps in the YouTube video. You know, it'll be off by half a minute because of the pre-roll. I wrote minus 30 seconds oh, at the beginning and damn. I've been doing the calculations on the fly. Steve is organized. That's why I always like when you start, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go. Wow, uh, Steve's a technician Le over here. Uh, Gibson Les Paul. Let me freaking read this. Okay? Freaking read it, Steve. Uh, Gibson Les Paul truss rod cover with rude engraving. Please do not read if easily offended truss rod. Well, we can't even read it because he didn't put in a picture of the full word. $49.99 plus $10 shipping. View my other listings for a boatload of other accessories and parts. I have come to... Uh, the, uh, you don't need to read the rest of that, do you? Uh, for your approval, it is engraved F star 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 wad. Why would anyone be offended by F star 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 wad? Fork wad. Uh, uh, Folkwad? Folkwad. It says folkwad under it's there. It's for your uh, this this Les Paul kills fascist. Yeah. It's a folkwad. It's the folkwad. Um, Trust rod cover. Five wad? Four <laughs> wad? Uh, Face wad. Fund, fund wad. Oh yeah, face would work. Fund wad. It's for making money. It's for Fort making a a wad of funds. Fort wad. Fort wad. Uh, fort fort. Fire wad. Fire oh fire wad. That's a nice one. There's all kinds That's of when four you have letter a, f words. It's guys. when you have a make a spit wad out of, but you've been drinking like vodka or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you make a spit wad. And you light it on you fire. Light it on when fire, you, yeah. and then you spit it. Sounds dangerous and cool. Yeah. Full wad. It's for horse lovers. <laughs> Uh, I honestly don't have anything to say about this. If you want to spend $60 to have dirty words on your headstock, I'm not going to stop you. That's a lot of money, but I guess it's a custom truss rod. But also it's like, maybe it's the guy's nickname or something like that. It's his nickname in his band or whatever. Mm -hmm. $60 to have fork wad on your headstock. It doesn't seem like a cool enough swear. Like, I feel like it would be cool enough if it was just fuck. <laughs> you know? And instead of being in the Gibson cursive, would you want it in the Gibson cursive? Yeah, yeah, I would. I was going to say, do you, or do you just want it in, like, the uh, the later, uh, like, the Gibson that's on the Epiphones? Like, or I think the Gibson block lettering? I think just... find a proper swear that's the right amount of letters to to stand in for customer standard or what, what would normally go there. And don't like don't come up with a compound swear that seems kind of immature, honestly. Like mm. that's what bullies, like high school bullies, would call junior hires in the eighties. You know what would be better than this? What? Uh, water slide decal in the Fender spaghetti logo. <laughs> Turn your Fender, make your Fender knockoff guitar, but instead of the branding being. Uh, Fender, it's fucker. Yeah, I believe that already exists. There's no way it doesn't. No, exist. this is an original idea. There's no way that my original idea doesn't exist. I'm sure it does. Yeah, no, it would line up perfectly because that lowercase K would land right where the lowercase where the, D is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd only have to change two letters into three letters. You'd have to add a, a, a UC. No, yeah, just UC instead of EN in the Fender. Yeah. And change the D to a K. What other things? What other thing? I mean, I don't. I would have it. I would have it say, "Dang," <laughs> or "Gosh darn." 
that's the kind of swear I would pay $60 to have on a Gibson. Gosh darn dang it. Dang. <laughs> all right. Let's all tell us about the song, Steve. Uh, this week's song is Imagine a $60, by... a $60 swear, and you choose four quad. Four quad. Uh, this week's song was sent in by the Sonoran Surfers. This is a surfer pro- project. They live in Arizona. So they write surf rock songs about the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started in February 2019, forming as a trio. Then COVID hit, um, and their drummer's health oh their drummer's health went down, not oh. related to COVID, and passed away. Um, during I 2020, remember that I think uh, I saw yeah, them post about it. Yeah, I had been recording music on. My, they've sent music to us before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good. No, I follow them on on social um, medias. So this is a song from uh, the latest album they released. Uh, the album is called Phoenix. The song is called Trouble on the I-10. Uh, he says, I've been recording with a Squire baritone bass converted into a bass six into an MXR ba- uh, M80 bass CI and a Behringer Euphoria into Audacity. The drums are programmed. Uh, the guitar is a 2019 Capri Orange uh, player series Strat into a Tone Master Deluxe reverb using the DI output from the amp straight into the laptop. Everything was silently recorded during the night, usually after work. I had friends comment that they thought this was a good track, though it's maybe more L.A. surf punk inspired than some of my other compositions. So here I mean, we go. Don't threaten me with a good time. Trouble. <laughs>
super fun. I love I all the wah on it. You don't hear a lot of wah on surf tracks. And it was definitely doing that LA punk thing that he was talking about, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Like you could hear that being, uh, you know, on the repo man soundtrack or something like yeah, that. That was great. Yeah. All right. Bye uh, everyone. Oh, you have something to say? Yeah, we have, uh, I think three, at least two, maybe three entries for unscall my song. Yeah. Uh, we're, we are going to do prizes for that. I'm going to try to get some sort of promotional material up this week for people who want to jump in later on it. Uh, the rest of you got a head start because you listened to the podcast. Uh, but we will pick a few winners and send out prizes for the Unscall My Song competition. So just take a ska song, re-record it in a different genre, no horns, no tick 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 guitar, unscaw that song and send us the MP3 to 60 cycle humcast at gmail.com. Bye okay, everyone. Bye. Stay grounded. See ya.